So I'm sitting here in my office at Remax Kelowna, and I'm chatting it up with Dr. Graham Jenkins, who works as a chiropractor here in Kelowna. And Graham treats my girlfriend, my business partner, Kara, and several of my clients and my colleagues. I'm just getting to know Dr. J, as I like to call him, but I'm excited to get to know him better. First of all, Dr. J, thank you for coming on the show today. I know you're an extremely busy guy, and I really appreciate your time. So I want to give you a platform to tell us about your fascinating life and your business. So Dr. J, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how long you've been a chiropractor? Well, thanks, Luke. I really appreciate the opportunity to share. Um, it's uh, my first official podcast, so uh, maybe you're entering me into this brand new uh, world of uh, podcasting, so I'm excited about that. Um, and uh, yeah, I've actually been a chiropractor uh, since 1995. I, uh, I'm an Ontario guy, so uh, went to school in Toronto. I did my undergrad in uh, UWO, um, Western, um, for anybody that's back from Ontario, they recognize that right away. Um, and then I did another three years uh, at uh, Canadian Memorial Chiropractic, uh, studying sports chiropractic, and uh, got out and started working with some pro athletes and realized I didn't like working with athletes, uh, or not at that level anyway, they just don't listen. So, uh, so yeah, my focus really has been family practice, and uh, we moved up uh, to a small town in, in Ontario, actually it was the town I was born and raised in, Bancroft. Uh, when my mom was having some health issues, and you know, we we were there for 14 years, and so we built this big, uh, it was a fun practice, a uh, little country town practice, and we were seeing all sorts of people from little babies. People would literally bring their babies in on the way home from uh, the hospital to get them checked, all the way right up to uh, you know, great grandparents. You know, you get people in their uh, 80s and even 90s. So. I tell you, when you're in a small town like that, you uh, learn to think on your feet, and there's not a lot of resources like there are in a city like Kelowna. So, uh, no, it was really, it was a good run, uh, but man, when we found Kelowna, it was just a matter of time, you know. So, it took us three or four years to sell that practice, uh, but we came out here in 2008, and uh, yeah, this will be our 10th year anniversary in, in Kelowna. So, pretty exciting stuff. Nice. So you, uh, I'm guessing you came here for a vacation at some point, you fell in love with the city and then you thought about moving out here and it took three, four years to, to get that done. Is that right? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, well, it wasn't quite a vacation. It was kind of a working vacation. There was a conference at, the the Delta back when it was, uh, before it was a Delta, right. you know, back the Okanagan Grand. Um, and, uh, yeah, just all it took was one run along the waterfront and, uh, looking to the left, seeing this gorgeous city, looking to the right, seeing this beautiful lake going, yeah, I think we could live here, you know? So the nature of a chiropractic clinic is you really want to make sure that you've got a doc that can take over that's kind of similar style, similar personality. And so, yeah, I, I found a young guy that was a new grad, um, interesting guy. He used to actually play goalie in, uh, um, in the AHL, so uh, kind of an interesting story. But he was just from another little town about uh, two hours away from that the community we were in. Uh, so he kind of was used to the culture, wanted to be in small-town Ontario. Uh, so, it was, yeah, it was a really good fit, and he's still practicing there today, uh, nice. the same practice. And, 
He lost one of my team members this last year because he retired, but he still got the same front desk CA, so um, our wow. chiropractic assistant. So yeah, it's it's good to hear about the successes back there because when you grow something up, it's your baby, right. and you really want to make sure that uh, your people are well looked after. We, you know, we develop some pretty cool relationships with people. And we just want to make sure they're in good hands. So uh, yeah, he's done a great job, and uh, we're uh, we were sad to leave. So you know, professionally. But for our family and our kids growing up, man, you can't beat the Okanagan. It's just blow your mind amazing. Yeah. So I'm curious about your profession. I have not had, I think I had one chiropractic treatment once, like 10 years ago. Um, And I believe it has to do with posture. And you mentioned babies actually come to you for treatment, which kind of surprised me because I don't think of babies having posture issues i think they just they're kind of a blob that's just sitting there so what what can you do for a baby and tell us a little bit about what chiropractic chiropractic is and how it benefits people yeah thanks luke that's you've kind of opened up a a massive question for me but i'll try to keep it simple let's address the the kids and chiropractic question first because yeah that does for someone who's not they haven't grown up with chiropractic or not familiar with it Um, You know, there's a lot of conditions that babies suffer with and young kids suffer with that chiropractic has had some really neat results. And so this kind of, I always joke with people, I say, this is where the conversations over the fence in the backyard get a little bit funky because most people think chiropractic, neck pain, back pain. And then when your neighbor says, oh yeah, my kid was, you know, my baby was having colic for like six weeks and we were, you know, it was driving us crazy, you know, nobody was sleeping. We took them to this chiropractor and like after one adjustment, you know, just everything changed. And, and so again, it's, it's, chiropractic really is not about going after back pain or neck pain. It's about freeing the nerve system, getting rid of the nerve system off of that delicate or the, the spine off that delicate nerve system, you know. So one of the most traumatic events that we have to go through is the birth process, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it's getting a lot better with the introduction of midwifery and kind of more home births. And, and again, for a lot of people, that's just radical thinking, a home birth. But, um, you know, more gentle approaches, just kind of giving the mom the time to have the baby rather than kind of the stopwatch. We got to be right. to this point at a certain time. Um, and uh, so it's a, it's better than it was when I first graduated. So, you know, 20, 25 years ago, um, it was pretty on the clock, you know, um, and uh, there was some pretty nasty, <laughs> you know, stories, you know, not that there aren't still some pretty crazy stories with birth. Um, but yeah, so we want to do, again, a really gentle uh spinal evaluation um, just to make sure everything's cool just kind of like your first uh, checkup at the dentist just make sure there's nothing funky going on Um, and if there is uh, then it's a pretty easy fix because those little delicate bones they're not even they're not even bone yet they're just cartilage so it's more about just a kind of a gentle coaxing rather than you know when you think about the 220 pound you know you know, athlete. athlete that comes in, you, we're not going to use the same kind of adjustments, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's a completely different, uh, kind of like the difference between how a pediatrician would approach a, a case versus, you know, any other type of doctor. We've got specialized training. Well, well, those of us who work with kids have got training that will enable us to be very, very specific and accurate with those kids. Um, so I think I answered your question. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, chiropractic's really about the nerve system, 
uh, making sure that all everything that the brain is saying to the body is actually getting out to the organ systems. And yeah, we do a really good job with back, back and neck pain. We've sort of been pigeonholed into that. But I really like to try to graduate people more to a wellness, uh, a lifestyle orientation towards their chiropractic because we all want to live a long and healthy life. Right. That's the whole point. We're not working this hard today. Uh, we put our investments away. We, you know, try to raise our kids up right so we like hanging around them when they're 30, you know. Uh, we try to do all these things kind of in in the moment, you know, but a lot of times people don't even know they're supposed to be looking after their spine and nerve system like you do your teeth. You know, dentists have done a great job saying, listen, if you don't brush and floss your teeth, your teeth are going to rot and drop out of your head. And it's not the dentist's fault, right? Like, it's just you know, normal um, oral hygiene. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help my people understand what normal, adequate spinal hygiene would be so that they can still swing a golf club. They can still, you know, you know, hit their overhand uh, or their forehand on the, on the tennis court or just even bend over and pick up their grandkids um, so they can enjoy their retirement. Right. That's fascinating. Um, I didn't even imagine that it could help with things like colic. Uh, my two daughters had colic briefly, not for a long time, but it's, uh, it's, it's really hard to sleep, as you mentioned, but it's also heartbreaking because to see your child suffer, you want to comfort them and, and you can't do anything. And uh, so that's really good to know. Yeah. I think um, people would be surprised to hear that, I think. We just thought there was nothing you could do. I mean, you know, herbal remedies and, you know, cuddling the child and stuff like that. But, um, and I'm wondering if you've ever had a case like me, look, I've got intermittent vocal issues and maybe uh, it's got something to do with that because some days I feel great and other days it it flares up. So I should come and see you. (laughs) You never know, right? Um, and tell us some of the other benefits, like besides neck and back pain, uh, what are some of the other benefits that people, uh, get when their chiropractic, their spinal issues are sorted? Um, again, that's a bit of a loaded question. And I just want to back up a little bit too, because, you know, we talk about colic and another thing that we see a lot with kids too, is kind of the chronic recurrent ear infections. Um, you know, we're not going after those conditions, you know, and I think that's where people have maybe, you know, thought, you know, chiropractic, you know, these guys are like snake oil salesmen. They say they can do everything, right? Um, it's really about tone on that nervous system and kind of coming back to kind of the, the vocal uh, issues. Like, yeah, who knows? We, we do a checkup. We see if that area of the spine that supplies that part of your body is impacted and we know that it's part of the conversation. And that's what I'm always saying. I'm saying, yeah, there's great nutritional, herbal exercise, you know, simple things like that really help with a lot of the conditions that we help with. Um, but we also stay in our lane and we say we're nerve system specialists. We're going to free that nerve system up and let's do that and see how the body heals because it has this incredible ability to heal. We just need to re- remove the interference off the system. Um, so yeah, so the back pain, the neck pain, a lot of the radiating pains that we see. So people that wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, their hands are numb or their hands are, and they kind of shake that out, you know, again, 
um, people just sort of ignore that stuff. But that's a big red flag for us that they're actually moving into possibly some early onset arthritis or some nerve compression at the neck. Uh, same thing, the sciatic, the radiating pain uh, down the legs. Um, so, you know, obviously the musculoskeletal stuff, um, but we also work a lot with um, naturopaths and nutritionists for folks that have seemingly done everything with their nutrition. You know, uh, just had a gal that uh, was really frustrated, and it just kind of came up in conversation that she was having some uh, uh, GI issues. And, uh, oh, gastrointestinal. Right. Sorry, yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah, so lower bowel stuff was going on. Um, and uh, so we decided to actually take an x-ray and see how that disc space was doing that uh, surrounds the nerves that go, go to the GI. And uh, sure enough, she'd lost about half the natural height of her disc. We did uh, something called a denaroll table. It's a really kind of specific type of uh, spinal traction to decompress the nerves. Um, and uh, she, it was so funny. She works in the buildings I work in, and she came running up to me. We were doing this kind of landmark uh, sidewalk event and I, I was thinking what's going on there must be you know and she's like I have never felt so good and you know it just that kind of stuff and who thought who would have thought that after all the tests with the medical doctors all the alternative docs that she saw probably you know thousands of dollars she spent I, I can't I can only imagine um, and here it was, uh, you know, this silent compression on the nerves. It wasn't causing her any back pain at all, but it was choking off the nerves that were going to her lower bowel. And she's had kind of the best four weeks of her adult life, according to her, you know. Um, now, th that's our miracle story, and obviously those are the ones I remember. Um, but, you know, simple stuff like people, you know, not having any back pain after they vacuumed through their whole house may not seem like a big deal to you and me, but, man, there's some people that, they're laid up after they clean their house for a while. And, um, you know, it's just, just, it's unnecessary. If there's things that we can do to help people, I want to be able to help them. So hopefully that explains that. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So did you always want to be a chiropractor, like ever since you were a little kid? Or was there something that happened that made you think, hey, this is the field of medicine or, you know, field of study that I want to get into? Yeah, I, ironically, and and... This is kind of a funny story, and Luke can see me because we're sitting across the desk from each other, but uh, I actually wanted to be a dentist uh, when I first kind of got through school, high school, kind of, and then you're deciding to go off to university. Uh, but the size of my hands, I think that would just be cruel and unusual. Uh, I've got pretty big hands. So, um, so, and I think, honestly, we just had a really nice dentist in my, in my hometown, and he was just a, a nice guy. So I thought, hey, you know what, he seems to have pretty good hours, and he drives a nice car and uh, doesn't seem to be too stressed out. Maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing to do, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I was super passionate about dentistry. Um, so um, what ended up happening as I was in high school, I actually started to develop some pretty serious sciatic pain. Uh, and for, you know, a 17-year-old kid, that's not normal, you know. Well, it's not normal for anybody, but anyway. Um, so uh, finally, after, and we were a pretty medical family, like, Chiropractic was not kind of our go-to in our family, right? So I'd done the muscle relaxants, I'd done anti-inflammatories, but anytime I'd weight bear, uh, and I was actually really working hard on uh, trying to get into this, the university I eventually went to on a scholarship for volleyball, um, but every time I'd really kind of push it on the court, I, this 
like literally before the end of the first match, which was not long, I couldn't weight bear on that leg. So it didn't really help me out at all. And kind of the whole scholarship and just athletics just went out the window because I just couldn't perform, you know. Um, so finally my mom said, well, why don't you just go to our, uh, there's only one chiropractor in town at the time. Um, and uh, he had this little office and the upstairs and the stairs were creaky. It's just like kind of the worst imaginable office experience you could imagine. So I'm like going up these guys' stairs going, I don't know what this is all about. Um, and, uh, and the guy looked like he was about six foot eight. He wasn't, but in my mind he was. And he laid me down on this old bench and this noise that came out of my spine, I thought he killed me. Uh, but you know, I got up off the table and I could actually, I felt it right away. Right. So it, it was one of those kind of one shot wonder adjustments. Um, it doesn't always happen. Um, but yeah, it just, and that made such a huge impact, you know, and, and, and I had to go back a few times, you know, um, and his model was very, you know, come back when you're broken again, you know, very acute care, uh, no sort of maintenance or wellness or anything like that back then. Um, but yeah, that started me, it wasn't, you know, the complete switch a hundred degree or, you know, 180 degree then, uh, but it started me thinking maybe there's more to this, you know, um, and, uh, yeah, so by the time I kind of got through second year, um, university, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the chiropractic thing, you know, um, and honestly, now that I know just about the whole body benefits of chiropractic, you know, I'm so glad that that's what I did. I, you know, it was one of those things I didn't know I was meant to do this, but you know, Hey, what do you know? I, I was one of those fortunate people that just stumbled into something that really, I'm just wired for it. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Um, and you you mentioned at the beginning that uh, you uh, initially were treating athletes and you decided to get away from that. You said they don't listen too well. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Like how is your practice different from athletes and, and what the problem is with uh, with athletes for you? Yeah, I, I shouldn't say that because I do. I actually do work with a few. Um, but uh, and I and I've done some volunteer work. I've worked with, actually with uh some junior A hockey teams, and uh, yeah, so I, I kind of joke about that, but yeah, definitely uh, the the pro level athlete. I was working with some runners uh, with uh, our national team back uh, uh, back in uh, Ontario, um, and again, yeah, they've got they've got a lot of voices coming into their you know into their uh, into their world, and so I can see why it's tough for them to really dial in on something. And stick with it because they've just got so many advisors and so many people that saying, "Oh, you should do this and you should do that." Um, and again, um, the running world, unfortunately, at back then in Ontario, there was a lot of doping going on, so it didn't really, um, it wasn't super attractive for me, you know. Um, and uh, so uh, maybe I just got a little bit jaded. But to me, it's kind of like one of those things, like you you kind of learn something from it, and uh, it actually, for me, it just set me on a much better path, you know. Um, one of the big quotes that I actually enjoy, uh, I, and I, and I think of this a lot, um, but, uh, they, they credit to, uh, the Dalai Lama, but I, I'm sure lots of people have said it in different ways. It says, when you lose, uh, don't lose the lesson. And that's kind of what I think, cause you know, you spend a lot of hours doing those fellowship programs and all that extra training and you just kind of feel like you're dumping it. Oh, I'm not going to work with pro athletes anymore. Um, but you know, I, I learned a lesson, you know? And now when somebody comes in, you know, say Mrs. Smith comes in and she's screwed up her shoulder and maybe she's got a rotator cuff issue, I actually know what to do 
I'm, I may not be the person that ultimately treats that. I'll be referring her off to a couple of physios that I work with in town, or you know, I get her to the right, right person. But you know, that's one of the things I always look back on. My man, if I hadn't have done all that sports training, I couldn't do the kind of assessment to help this person maybe miss a few other wasted time appointments trying to figure out what's going on. We can get them right to the person that's going to help them out. And I'm a big believer in um, staying in my lane. I'm a spine nervous system guy. We've got some great physios in town that I refer out to all sorts of peripheral issues. We work with uh, RMTs, like I said, the naturopaths and nutritionists. Um, we've got actually a naturopath and a nutritionist in the office now. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm big on team. Uh, we're not going to do everything for every person by ourselves, you know, um, but I, I am good at what I do, you know, so I need to be part of the conversation. Yeah. Good. That's great. Yeah. I totally relate to that because, uh, for me, I have to give referrals all the time. So like mortgage professionals, legal professionals, and I know a bit about each. I actually had a mortgage broker license in Florida when I lived there. So it's really easy for me to refer to someone because I understand, right, the situation. So that's really cool. Um, and I'm a big fan of stories that have to do with personal evolution. Like, I look back on who I was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and sometimes I cringe. Sometimes I, I'm amazed, like, how far I've come. Uh, can you think of a story from your past that, if someone just met you today and you told them this story, they would be like, I don't believe that's Graham Jenkins. Like, I can't believe it. Can you think of something? Um, that, that's a tough one because uh, then I have to admit some nasty stuff. But, uh, yeah, um, when we were uh, – I say we because my wife and I, we got married in uh, second-year chiropractic school, so we were nuts. We, uh, we kind of – Never been afraid to pull the trigger, that is for sure. Um, but uh, so she's, uh, she was nursing at the time. She's a, I got her a nursing degree. Uh, and so uh, through first and second year, we were making, we were actually building a cedar strip canoe. On the weekends, we were up north. Uh, we were building a cedar strip canoe in my uh, grandma's basement because uh, it was, nobody ever went down there, right? It was just like this, you know, waste of storage of, every magazine you could imagine for the last 60 years. Um, and uh, so we, you know, and it was beautiful. Um, just unbelievable. Just, it, yeah. Because uh, we really took our time, and my dad's really detail-oriented, so he'd help us anytime there was something that needed a little more attention. So we built this canoe, and then we decided, um, it was kind of second, third year, we decided to go on the French River. Uh, it's just a river between uh, Lake Nipissing and dumps into Georgian Bay. Uh, and we knew nothing about whitewater, nothing, right? So, so we put in the top of this river, uh, which I don't recommend anyone doing this, uh, put it in the top of this river, and immediately, like within five minutes, we're flipped, and we went over probably, it had to be 13 to 15 feet with a keeper at the bottom. So if anybody knows anything about whitewater, I learned a lot about whitewater after this. Um, so literally, we lost everything. Uh, my wife got spit out one side of the river, fortunately, because you don't normally get out of these keepers. That's why they're called keepers. Um, and so um, I don't know how long I was down there, but literally it's one of those kind of moments where you're like, yep, this is it. Um, and uh, I got spit out the other one somehow, miraculously, only by the grace of God, I think. Um, but uh, 
you know, and you know, you come up from that. And first of all, all I'm doing is looking around for my wife just to see, and we had these really, uh, really good life jackets, thankfully, probably what saved our lives. So we popped up, um, this cedar strip canoe is how massive the water forces were. It folded over and snapped in half. The, the guy who designed the hull, when he found that out, he said, I have had a train container fall on my boats when they've been shipped. He shipped quite a few boats back east and, uh, and they bounced. So that's the kind of force that these rivers generate. And, and anybody that knows whitewater knows that. So yeah, so we almost died. We lost probably the best fishing gear I've ever purchased in my entire life, you know, plus this beautiful cedar strip boat. Um, but uh, yeah, that was kind of just, just absolutely idiotic, never do that again stuff, you know. Um, yeah, my near-death experience. So uh, yeah, so that's it. So if you, uh, if you could go back in time and advise your younger self or if you saw someone doing what you were doing, like, what would you tell them to do differently? Like, where, where was the mistake? Uh, yeah, uh, get some training. Um, and, you know, ironically, since then, I've done some avalanche training and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, there's a reason they've got these courses. And there's a reason that you should get trained up properly before you head out into our great outdoors out there. And, you know, in Ontario, like, we're talking small fry rivers compared to BC. Like, I, I used to think that we were in this amazing, you know, and we were. Ontario was gorgeous, right? Some of the spots up around Lake Superior, just absolutely beautiful. But man, the the height of the mountains and the intensity of nature out in BC is just really, it's awe-inspiring. So yeah, even more in BC, don't be an idiot. There's my... <laughs> Perfect. So in, in your career uh, as a chiro, <clears throat> as a chiropractor, um, do you have any setbacks, or was it totally smooth sailing? Like, have you, <laughs> like, tell us a bit maybe about one or two setbacks that you had and how you got past it, and and uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, never had any setbacks at all, Luke. I'm uh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, if you believe that, uh, yeah. Um, no, probably the biggest setback I'd say was was the shock value of coming into Kelowna. Um, we had been, you know. 14 years in Ontario, uh, built a really successful practice, tons of relationship, and, and we just really felt, oh, we're just going to hit the ground running, and no problem, we did it once, we can do it again. Uh, wow, talk about, uh, I call it professional whiplash. It was just unbelievable, just the retooling, the relearning about how, first of all, uh, you know, different generations, how they think about healthcare. Uh, our perceptions on how we uh, worked with people and our expectations. Uh, so it probably took us a good three years. And I just, I just, I hit the books again, right? Like I was, I was reading books about uh, millennials, Generation X, all this kind of stuff, just how the culture has shifted, a lot of communication books on, uh, you know, how are people listening? You know, I might be talking, but what are they perceiving and receiving, you know? Um, and so, yeah, just... That was a bit of a shocker, you know, um, and, uh, you know, fortunately, you know, we did know um, how to, you know, and I say we because we're very team oriented at the office. Um, we just needed to get in step with this generation, learn a new communication style. Um, and you know what? Um, I'm not saying we've got it perfect. 
you know, but I guess my uh, aha from all of that was just never stop learning and, and be super aware for me. I needed to be way more aware of the environment that I was in, you know, and, and then speak to that, you know, uh, not go, oh, why is everybody so, you know, not getting this? It's like, no, how am I not communicating this? Because the principles still work. You know, we're still dealing with human beings here. It's just uh, I was talking, but uh, nobody was understanding. You know? right. So, yeah. So that was probably my big kind of professional setback. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and a bit of a shocker because I, I thought I had it figured out. Right. Yeah. So. And um, you, you touched on it, but how do, you, how do you get past a setback like that? Like you said, you... Uh, started to study communications and really hit the books. Um, when someone finds themselves in a professional setback, uh, what do you what do you advise them to do? Like just start studying, or you know, how do you, how do you mentally get past it? Because you're in a situation. Uh, do you just believe that you're going to get past it, or you know what what do you how do you, how do you make the mental shift between okay, this is a problem to I can see the light. At the end of the tunnel, we're going to get past this. Well, I, th- I think one thing that I can thank my folks for, um, my mom really drilled into me this unrealistic level of optimism, you know, uh, which my wife often reminds me of uh, before I venture into something new. So it's just kind of hardwired that way that, that I just like it's somehow it's going to work out somehow. Um, but hey, there are mornings I wake up and I have this uh, pretty solid on my rituals. Um, and again, I've, I've, you know, hired coaches and done that kind of stuff too. So, you know, this is not just my stuff. In fact, I have very, very few original thoughts. Um, but, um, you know, so, you know, when I get up in the morning, I do like to listen probably about a half hour or so of just really solid, um, encouragement because, you know, the world will beat that out of you so fast, you know. Um, so the stuff that I'm enjoying right now, like I've, I've um, what's that, um, the book by Og Mandito from 1968, uh, Greatest Salesman Ever. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, it, yeah, it's a great, so I got an audio, out on audio. Um, I'm a big uh, audible.ca guy. I have way more books than I probably should have. So I listen to that in the car or in my truck and, you know, in the mornings. But uh, just, you know, I'm really stuck on that. I, I thought it would be just kind of like a 30-day sort of go through it all and kind of learn something. But man, it's probably been six months. Uh, and just a lot of the chapters, because it's, if anybody's read that book, they know it's based on these scrolls and kind of this old story of uh, this kind of sales mentor that uh, has these 10 principles that you basically follow. And, you know, the principles aren't anything uh you know, they're just like treat other people with respect, you know, have self-respect, believe in your product, you know, uh, be ethical, just, you know, simple stuff. But it's just kind of uh, encouraging for me uh, that way. So that kind of feeds that optimistic soul of mine, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm a big believer in hiring coaches. Uh, and again, they don't have to be expensive. You know, maybe a coach could be a book, you know, uh, read a book. Uh, it doesn't have to be a two or three, four thousand dollar weekend uh, with raw, raw, exciting stuff. That's great if you can afford it. Um, but, uh, you know, most of us, we've got other things that are, uh, that we got to focus on. Um, and, uh, and, and ask even people who might seem like they're my competition, I'll take them out for coffee. You know, I, I'll ask them, how did, how did this work? You know, how did you make this work? You know, it's surprising how you realize, 
you don't really have a lot of competition out there uh, when you start picking people's brains. And, uh, and some of these people are great friends now. You know, so people I kind of felt like I was at odds with, you know, uh, because whatever, they were in a similar kind of sphere. Um, you know, they're just so willing to share, you know. Uh, so I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. But, yeah, the books, the audible, uh, the, the rituals in the morning, just every day I got to get – because all this stuff leaks, right? Like by the time 6.30 in the night comes, I'm like, ugh, you know, I suck, blah, blah, you know, horrible day. Uh, but then, you know, you start again the next morning, you know, retool, reboot, uh, get rolling. Uh, and again, I'm in, a, I'm in a people business like you are, Luke, you know, and I think too, just the, the um, moral imperative that I have, I'm serving people. Uh, but what, what I think people are the greatest asset on the planet. And so to me, it's more than just pumping out widgets. It's these people matter, you know, and so I got to bring my a game to these people and if i show up grumpy or you know exhausted or just not you know optimistic for them how in the world are they going to get well right. you know uh it's just not going to happen you know um so yeah that's, I, okay. that's awesome that that is such a great book and i love the uh it sounds like an old grandfather reading it yeah. um and it was a book that really helped me when i was at a low point about five six years ago and like you said it's nothing earth shattering but the way the stories are, are told, so the principles are put in the context of a story, right? So this happened to so-and-so when he was traveling on the road, and right? And so stories are great because they help us to remember the principles. And I think that uh, one of the biggest things lacking for people is they don't take their mental diet seriously, Right. We most people are aware that if you eat a lot of junk food over time, you're going to lose energy. You're going to feel you're going to get illnesses. Uh, you're going to create health problems. But we tend to not take the what we're taking in mentally as seriously. We think we can just watch whatever, listen to whatever, and we're going to be happy and optimistic and uh, sharp at our jobs. And it's just not the case. So I think that's really great advice to start the day with something that is mentally nutritious and encouraging. I think that's great. So you obviously love your job. It shows. Uh, we meet every Thursday for breakfast, and we get a 60 seconds to give a little pitch about our business, and uh, you obviously love it. So tell us a little bit about what you love about being a chiropractor. Well, I think I shared a little bit just in the stories of the people, right? So obviously, I'm, I'm really heavy results driven, right? So I love my numbers. I love the pre and post x-ray stuff. I love the pre and post posture. I love it when people say, you know, I can do this and I couldn't do this before or I feel that much younger. Um, so I guess um, it's tough. Like, it would be pretty crazy with what I get to do every day, like I'd really have to have my head in the sand to not love what I do, right? Like just all I, and some days I just have to say, wake up, Graham, just look around at what's going on. You know, you're making a difference in people's lives, you know, because, you know, we have this kind of, you know, every once in a while you get a grumpy patient and, and I always tell my team, it's probably not about what we've done. It's probably the seven things that have happened to them already in the day. So just kind of love on them and encourage them. Uh, do the best you can, and they're still maybe going to leave grumpy. Um, but, you know, 
you know, the, the human condition is so much that we focus on that one person, right? Yeah. So, so I think, Luke, if I just, uh, what I love about my job is that um, we actually do get really good results for people, and quite often they're surprised. Um, but at the same time, like I said, we stay in our lane, so we know if we can help somebody, uh, at least to a certain degree. You know, there's some cases where we're going, oh, man, uh, this this is a big deal. You know, it's a serious situation. Uh, we really got to make sure we uh, cross our T's and dot our I's. Um, but, um, no, I just, I'd say the fact that we're in a people business, um, ironically, you know, serving people is the greatest opportunity. It's also my greatest frustration. Um, and uh, just the results that we get. And, and I am bent towards, you know, I like the fact that we're doing it naturally. You know, no drugs, no surgery. There's a role for that stuff, so don't, you know, misquote me on that. Uh, I, I love the practice of modern medicine in Canada. You don't want to break your leg in Spain. Uh, our doctors do a great job here. Our nurses are amazing people, you know. Um, but the fact that I get to see people's bodies heal and rejuvenate and restore without adding a, chem- a chemical, without taking out a part, you know, we add nothing, uh, we just remove interference, and we get to stand back and get all the the kudos for the body just doing what it's pre-programmed to do, which is to heal. That's cool, you know. Um, And just I get reminded of that five or six times a day. Uh, So, yeah, like I said, if if a chiropractor is grumpy, there's a problem. (laughs) You know, yeah, there's a big problem, yeah. (laughs) When I uh, started out, I kind of, you know, viewed other professionals as my competition. In, In a sense, they are, right? But um, uh, I have a different view of it now, and I think that, uh, you know, we're meant to serve certain people, and certain clients are easy to deal with, and we love seeing them when they come in, and others are a little more challenging. And uh, for me, over time, uh, I tend to attract people that are compatible with my style, and that's great. It's good for them. It's good for me. So tell us a little bit about what makes you different from the average chiropractor, and your perfect client. So who do you really love to work with, and what makes you unique from everybody else that's doing the basically the same thing? Um, yeah, uh, and chiropractic is one of those fields that you really don't know what you're going to get. It, it's, it's so far from the McDonald's cookie-cutter Big Mac uh, because it is really super diverse and uh, – some of that frustrates me because it's not as regulated as I would like. Uh, but I'd say, you know, what do I bring to the table that's unique? Um, well, you know, I've studied my butt off. You know, uh, right now I'm doing uh, a diplomat program. It's uh, in neurology and uh, uh, spinal biomechanics. Uh, there's not too many people out there that uh, even know what that means, uh, let alone study it, you know, the hours and hours that I, I do. Um, because I really want to be, you know, when somebody comes in, I want to know that if chiropractic can help them, I'm studied up enough, I'm trained up enough that I can say, yes, today's chiropractic can help you, or sorry, no, this possible, this other profession or this other route is going to be what you need. I want to know. So that means I, I need to know a lot more about neurology. I need to know a lot more about biomechanics. I need to know a lot more about, you know, functional fitness and just the things that maybe, um, I guess, you know, Luke, what I want to be, I don't want to be a therapist. 
I want to be a doctor. You know, and there, there's a lot of people that are just kind of doing their craft. And, hey, I'm not saying anything wrong with that, but your best, you know, if you're in a doctor's office, the greatest tool in there is not their laser or their adjusting table or their x-ray machine. It's their brain, right. you know, and that better be packed full, you know, not that they're going to be perfect, you know, so I think my greatest asset that I bring is, you know, I'm, I am certainly not the brightest guy on the block, not even close, you know, but, you know, my folks raised me to work hard, to, you know, heavy, heavy work ethic. So I might not have started at the top of the class, but I can look back across where my colleagues are that I graduated with and I'm going, man, they kind of flamed out, you know, but, you know, I'm just kind of that diesel engine, just low, slow grind, 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 grind. And, you know, you know, 30 years later, you know, from when I started university, I'm like, wow, you know, um, I get a lot of calls from colleagues going, what do you do here? What do you do there? You know, um, and I'm, you know, disappointingly shocked at their level of post-education is basically been non-existent, you know. Um, so I'm a big believer in continuous, you know, never stop learning, never stop learning, never stop learning. Um, are there seasons? Yeah, when our kids were young. Um, I was just glad to show up to work with a smile, you know, and get to work so I could get rested to go home, you know. Um, but now that our kids are older, we just are first graduated from high school this, this week. Um, man, I'm seeing the, the boatloads of time that I've got. I'm like, man. This is awesome. You know, I'm going to be so smart, you know, at least in my mind, I'll be so smart. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the thing that makes us different. And, and you know, the, the other doctors that have gotten the office, I hold them that same bar. You know, they may not need to study at the same level to get their diplomat. But, man, you've got to have a basic understanding of some of these, these principles that we're learning because we are serving people coming right in off the street, you know. And that's the thing with chiropractic is we're, we're primary care, so you don't need a referral. Yeah. So there's all sorts of wacky stuff that can walk into our office from the cancers to people like, I mean, minutes away from having a stroke. You better know what that looks like. Yeah. You know, get them to the emergency room, right? It's not to stay in our office. They need to get to the ER so they can possibly get their lives saved, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's intimidating, but at the same time, it's incredibly rewarding when you get it right. So it sounds to me that uh, if a young person was starting out in this field, you would advise them to learn all you can, be passionate about learning, uh, have a great work ethic, and take a real personal interest in your clients. Um, would that pretty much sum it up? If, you, if I came to you and I said, hey, I'm going to go to chiropractic school, what can you give me for advice? Yeah, and I'd say uh, as chiropractors, we've got to have pretty thick skin. You know, so if you can't, you can't handle the heat um, and because uh, there's some people with some pretty interesting views uh, that aren't so happy about chiropractic, you just got to be able to roll with that. You know, I know as a realtor, you guys would have no idea right. what I'm talking about. Right? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm being very sarcastic to Luke. Yeah, there's lots of professions like that. So you just got to know you're doing the right thing and just and go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, it doesn't matter whether you're a chiropractor, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Just, you know, engage engage if if you don't like doing it anymore stop it choose something else you know but engage be fully fully engaged there because people people need more people that are just um real passionate about whatever they're doing whether it's fixing your car or you know looking after nerve systems yeah yeah awesome okay so i'm gonna put you on the spot now uh 
Who do you know in the city of Kelowna that is a professional, basically work for themselves? They might be part of a franchise or a corporation, but they basically work for themselves. You find to be an interesting person that uh, you would like to see come on this show in the future. Oh, that's that's a good question. Um, I I, I don't know. I'm going to break the rules a little bit, actually. Um, He... um, He's a super interesting guy. He's actually with a nonprofit right now, but he stepped out of just a dream job with Apple Canada, uh, kind of a young up-and-coming executive, and he basically stepped down from that, which would have been, you know, ultimate security for the rest of your life in a, in a funky world and growing, and, and this was back, you know, probably shoot, I've known him for 10 years, so it's probably been 15 years ago. So, so right when Apple was really on the rise, you know, um, and uh, so Lawrence East um, is a guy that I have coffee with probably about every quarter. And uh, he oversees a group, uh, Metro Community is, is what his, his deal is. Um, and uh, they've done some really neat social programs. So he's, he's trying to figure out how to partner with, you know, entrepreneurs, you know. Uh, and so, um, yeah, he, he's a guy I just, he's so wise uh, for a young guy. So he's probably 10 years younger than I am. Um, and just, uh, you know, he just basically pulled the plug from corporate Canada. Awesome. Um, and uh, he's helping deal with some uh, some pretty serious issues here in Kelowna. If you're not familiar with Kelowna, uh, we've got a pretty um, large kind of marginalized community um, that, uh, yeah, really impacts sort of our downtown and, and a lot of those businesses down there. Uh, so, it, yeah, it's a, it's a huge problem. I know there's a lot of good people working on it, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big one. So, uh, yeah, I'd say Lawrence East would probably be my Lawrence first East. go-to guy. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I can put you in touch with him. Um, and, uh, yeah, warning, though, he talks more than I do. Uh, so it might be your longest podcast ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Awesome. Thank you very much. So um, if someone is interested in talking to you about your services or finding out more about what you do and what you offer, what is the easiest way for them to get in touch with you? Um, you can reach me directly through my email, uh, Dr. J. So D-R-J, just a small letter J, at lighthousehealth.ca. Or you can call the office and uh, talk to one of my admin team, uh, 250-870-9136. That's, that's our contact info. Um, and you can also just kind of poke around a bit on our website, lighthousehealth.ca. Um, and uh, got a big YouTube channel uh, if you want to watch some videos on just health tips and those types of things. Uh, yeah, we've really tried to, what we can share with the community, we've tried to put online uh, and, and get out to people. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Great. Well, that's great. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. J. I feel like I've learned something today and we all got to know you a little bit better on a personal level. So I want to thank you for, for your time and for coming on the show. I just really appreciate it, Luke. Anytime somebody gives me an opportunity to share what I love, that's awesome. And, you know, I wish you the best of luck with this podcast. I think the way you're going at it is great. You've got some interesting people, and I just hope it goes absolutely uh, viral or whatever they call it these days. But I I really hope you get some great traction with it because I I think that's going to really help a lot of people. So thank you for your time.